0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a new year and a new broadcast of Let's Talk Politics. It's 2022, everyone. All right. Today is January 6th, 2022. One year ago today, we had the, as liberals would describe, the insurrection. It was a riot that got out of hand that People broke into the Capitol building. Some of them even violently did so, but it was not an insurrection with flagpoles or fire extinguishers. No, nobody was armed there. So it was not an insurrection. Let's get into this. Barring from Brandon Tatum there. All right. Well, first of all, let's do some comparison models. To from January sixth to the riots that took place at the end of May, the BLM and Tifa riots from the end of May and probably till about November of 2020, there were an estimated 574 riots during that time frame. There were 14,000 arrests. Four thousand businesses were damaged or destroyed. There was over two billion in property damages. Bail fund was set up by Kamala Harris for the Minneapolis riots. And she told one late night host, you know, it's not going to stop. They're, they're not going to, they're going to keep pushing. They're going to keep going. And that's, that's the way it should be. She condoned it. She supported it. These people were causing destruction. Even at the White House itself, outside of there, there are pelting police officers President Trump had to go to an underground bunker at one point, which liberals laughed and made fun of and mocked on Twitter and other places. But there was no worry about security breach. Didn't matter that so many cops were killed. It didn't matter that all these people were killed. No. January 6th is the only thing that matters to these pretentious, self-righteous, aristocrat politicians in Washington. Even a few moderate Republicans have gotten bought into this because out of some form of guilt because of they don't want to be associated with Trump's aberrant behavior. We're going to get into Trump's speech in a moment. I'll let me say this about it. His speech was not an incitement. Telling people to peacefully and peacefully protest and make your voices heard is not incitement. And then they say, "No, Paul, it's about when he said, "Fight like," then I'm using his words, "Fight like hell." Well, I have been in politics for more than 30 years, and I have heard dozens and dozens and dozens of politicians always say, "You know, we're going to fight for this, or we're going to fight for that. We're going to fight to do this or do that." It's a political metaphor. He never told them or instructed them or people were to infer that somehow people are going to march into the building and take over the Capitol building. It's ridiculous. Some of these people, there's been a cross-section of people mixed in between one BLM activist who was arrested, another, um, and FB, several FBI agents, one of which was encouraging people to go into the building. And furthermore, I might add, there was a number of negative elements mixed in with the crowd that conveyed, you know, in, that it basically QAnon supporters, you know, some Trump supporters did get mixed in, no question. But I think the majority of the crowd never went into the building. So what's interesting is that they, the ones that got in after they broke in, Causing, I believe, two or three officers, or one officer, actually, um, to have a, a stroke. But the media, there was lies about it left and right. As you may recall, they said he was beat over the head with the fire extinguisher to death. And the media ran with this story. CNN, PMS, NBC, MSNBC. <clears throat> um You name it, CBS, NPR, ABC, they all for weeks reported he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. The guy laid in state at the Capitol Rotunda. And it's always sad when an officer dies. However, the facts came out much later because they weren't releasing the autopsy report on his death or the cause of death. Finally, when it was released, it turns out he died of a stroke. And while it's tragic that anyone dies in such a way, maybe the stress of the event, they won't even attribute that to it, but maybe that is the case. Let's just say it is. But it's not the same thing as beaten by a bunch of deranged conspiracy QAnon Trump supporters, you know, but with a fire extinguisher. It's just, you know, irresponsible journalism. It's so typical. So, you know, these people... There was a bad element that got mixed in that was wrong what they did. They should have never broken into the Capitol building. Ashley Babbitt was shot by an officer who basically has a history of bad police activity. He opened fire on her without even looking. He didn't even know who he shot. He just said, I just opened fire. He told Lester Holt of NBC News months later. And they basically just cleared the guy. Um, She was not armed. In fact, nobody was armed. Not one person of this insurrection. Nevertheless, you know, if they felt she was that viable of a, of a threat, I mean, the woman's five foot two, and there was a crowd of people around her, and I think he just cherry picked and just shot his weapon over there. And from what I saw in the video, all of you need to check out Tucker Carlson's on Fox Nation uh, on January 6th. That documentary says it all, it speaks volumes to what a lot of the media has suppressed in regards to information regarding that fateful day. Unfortunately, what happened was Trump, of course, is being blamed for it all because he didn't react fast enough after the riots. Well, that I'm going to give them that a little bit. He should have been more on point in responding to it. He was watching it on television when it happened. But nevertheless, when he did get on Twitter and other platforms and he told them to, you know, go home and whatnot, these people, you know, they weren't going to listen anyway. But, you know, I think for the sake of argument, they're going to say, well, somehow their fearless leader, they would have all of a sudden just stopped pillaging and doing what they're doing. You know, and every time Barack Obama, and let's just say even Joe Biden, if he were to ever do it or any prominent Democrat telling these people to stop rioting, stop looting, do they listen? No, they continue onward. I always think that somehow the politicians in America have this magical, mystical power that, you know, somehow by them telling people not to do something, that they're not going to do it. Now, I'm not saying politicians don't have influence. Clearly they do. And I'm not saying they should condone any sort of... um, Violence whatsoever, you know, to possibly incite people, but at the same time, telling them not to do something when they're in the middle of just creating havoc and melee—I don't. It's neither here or there. I'm glad Trump did say something, but at the same time, they—they weren't listening anyway. It didn't matter. So with all this going on, so then you know they set up this fake, bogus January 6th committee which really is just to make sure Trump doesn't run again. And two people that were handpicked by Kevin McCarthy, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is a stalwart conservative. Nancy Pelosi said no. So what does she do? She puts two Republicans on this committee of nine, all Democrats, seven of them, and two Republicans, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, both of which hate Trump. So the fix is in. I mean, they claim, oh, they're doing objective work. No, they're not. Why don't they release the thousands of hours of videotape that has been requested? There's been all this freedom of information request that they haven't released from that day. You know, there's a bevy of information. What, what about the fact that the Nancy Pelosi rejected security efforts? You know, from the Capitol Hill police, there's like four to six requests documented requests from Capitol Hill police in the days leading up to this and she rejected them although there's no trace of the evidence of that and there's no willing you know the the speaker's office so far hasn't co- even cooperated with the committee on releasing you know some of these documents so you can't confirm or deny it meanwhile all these democrats are like oh you can't prove it no no she didn't do it you know she didn't deny the request for security but yet, the protocols are set up in a way for Capitol Hill and for the National Guard to be called. The Speaker of the House is above the Capitol Hill police chief. So if she, she's next up in line, and if she doesn't approve it, it don't happen. <sighs> well, let's go on to today. Joe Biden Kamala Harris engage in political arson. Kamala compared 9-11 and Pearl Harbor to January 6th. Last I checked, I believe, including Ashley Babbitt, who's the only person who died violently, I might add. The other police officers, or one police officer was killed. Died of a stroke, as I mentioned. I think three or four other protesters, rioters, were killed, all of which died from health rule. One guy had a heart attack, um... There were a couple other health related de- deaths, but nobody died violently except for Ashley Babbitt, who was shot what I believe to be unjustly by the police. And I don't say that lightly because I've seen the video of the shooting and it, it raises a whole lot more questions than answers. But they sure closed the book on that one, that investigation quick. They needed everything they can not to release the officer's name until they absolutely had to. But nevertheless, it is what it is. So they can, you know, Kamala compares it to 9 11, which nearly 3,000 people died. In Pearl Harbor, I believe the number is somewhere between 2,200 and 2,400 people died in that horrible massacre, leading then President Franklin FDR Roosevelt to say a day that will live in infamy before he declared war on Japan, and rightly so. I think it's unconscionable that anyone would make this silly riot a comparison model to that. And the hypocrisy is beyond rank in regards to all the riots and everything else where they clearly did not support law enforcement. I'm talking about the Democrats now. You know, from May of 2020 till at least November of 2020. As I mentioned all the stats, er you know, a moment ago. How can they sit there and say, well, we're, you know, we're for law enforcement. Yeah, when it protects their Capitol building, which they set up not to protect. And then all of a sudden, then they blame, you know, the results afterwards. There's even some video of some of these police officers letting people in, going around with them as like tour guides. Yes, there was a violent incursion at one of the entrances. And yes, these protesters are clearly wrong. And yes, they should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. And that'll bring me to another point about the inconsistencies. Joe Biden just used this time to bash Trump and blame him for all of it, even though he had absolutely no control of it. He didn't. It was supposed to be a peaceful protest out there, which a lot of people showed up, like many of the Trump rallies. And there was nothing more. There was never, ever an intention or right of anyone to go illegally into the Capitol building. and to go after and assault police officers in the process of doing so. I think it's absolutely horrendous. It does a great disservice to the conservative movement by them doing this. I will say that. And now they'll never be, they'll be flogged continuously for all eternity for this. You know, liberals can riot and do destructive things at will because they're justified, usually because they claim over racial anger or some sort of injustice that they perceive. Most of the time, it's not even true. They can riot over a lie. Or even if it is true, they still, I mean, even, you know, gives them more. You know, we ought to encourage them to do it. That, in fact, they're like, go ahead and do it. And in fact, we'll set up bail funds, like, like I was saying about Kamala. But conservatives do it. They need to be. Sentenced to life in front of a firing squad. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So he went after President Trump today and then also mentioned their voting rights legislation, which the Democrats are all pushing for in lieu of this. I'll get to that in a moment as well. But let's talk about the inconsistencies and selective outrage, which is absolutely breathtaking. There's been 725 arrests. How many people have been charged with insurrection or terrorism? Tick tock, tick tock, zero. Not even one. 725 people, a few of them, rightly so, have been charged with assault. Most have been charged with breaking and entering and or trespassing. Numerous people. I've heard right now the number at this day, 83 people are being held in the Washington, D.C. jail on no bail, most of them on trespassing charges. When's the last time you ever heard in the United States of America somebody trespassing and they're being held without bail? Hmm. Meanwhile, the BLM rioters and Antifa rioters, the ones I mentioned that were arrested, the 14,000, almost all of the 14,000 had their cases dropped in these liberal precincts throughout, whether it be Portland, Minneapolis, New York City, Atlanta, you name it, they were all excused or they received barely a slap on the pinky. Meanwhile, January 6th, rioters are being held in jail, no bail, being mistreated, and they're actually, from the jail conditions I've witnessed, there's guards walking around they're not feeding them. Some of them haven't gotten their medication. One of their wives was on television the last night saying, my husband hasn't got his cancer treatments in months. And it is clearly affecting his health. Now, this is for trespassing things. Now, I normally don't speak up for criminal rights. But at the same time, there was nothing. There's not being, a, you know, if it's a trespassing charge and nobody was armed when they came in there, why are you holding these people without bail on this charge? You know, it's 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 absolutely stunning. But how come no, most people in the media, with the exception of Tucker Carlson and a few others on Fox News and Newsmax and OANN, they're not talking nobody's talking about this. I mean, people can riot for months and do all these other destructive things. They can, you know, riot 70, 80 days in a row in Portland constantly. Um, setting fire, doing arson to a federal courthouse there in Portland, night after night after night, week after week, then it's okay. Nothing, No big deal. I learned tonight, watching the news, that in the 1980s, there the Capitol Hill, Capitol building itself was bombed. And President Clinton bombed, uh, bombed. <laughs> Pardon the bombers. <laughs> I'll get my words out right. No, I mean, it's, it's just asinine to the extent of which that this is gone. You know, there's, there was another department of interior riot in October of last year and they were, you know, attacking officers, you know, injured a bunch of people, um, doing all these things. But since they're a left-wing group, yeah, most of us hadn't even heard about it. So, there, you know, there's a lot of things there that it's just beyond the pale when it comes to hypocrisy, inconsistency. Conservatives get the book thrown at them. Liberals, they take a walk. And we're ne- they're never going to let us live this down. Um, Democrats are obvious political opportunists. They're using this day as an excuse to push their voting rights legislation, the John Lewis voting bill. While once again doing the, here we go. Know this, folks. Democrats do the very thing they always accuse us Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters of doing. It's always the case with them. Whatever they say we're guilty of, actually, it's them. It's astonishing. They are the ones that are pushing. They're saying, well, because democracy is at stake, which it's not, because these people were." You know, they got order within that building in last year in January 6th, within a few hours, two to three hours, and there wasn't, you know, they said there wasn't a peaceful transfer of power, and I'm like, last time I checked, you know, Biden, the electoral votes all came in, were certified, and two weeks later, he was, you know, sworn in as president, albeit based on, you know, the election results, which were false, but nevertheless, he was sworn in, I think illegitimately, but you know, he is president. And it, it is what it is. But nevertheless, there wasn't, a, you know, Trump had left the day before. So, wh- where was this lack of trans- peaceful transfer of power? It doesn't, I, I'm kind of befuddled or a little bewildered by that when, in fact, it was a peaceful transfer of power. The other thing is, is that with the voting rights legislation, they basically want to make mail in ballot nationwide. They want to legalize ba- ballot harvesting everywhere. This is where a partisan Democrat, Republicans can do this too, but usually a Democrat who will go out and collect ballots in a certain precinct and it's ripe for fraud. There's been a legacy of fraud when that practice is allowed. California is like one of, I think the, maybe the one of the few or the only state that allows it legally now. But they want to make that... A, you know, basically nationwide. Also, no voter ID. Oh, no accountability. So you can go in without an ID and just say, "Yeah, I did." You know, I have. I I need to vote, and you can vote again. You can do whatever. How are they going to know? There's no way to check. I mean, the checks and balances would be so diminished in this. And also, they want to illegals, immigrants, to the ability to vote in our national elections. That's coming in on this too. This would end democracy, but yet they claim if you don't support it, then you are for ending democracy, <laughs> which is laughable because ever since 1964 in the civil rights act, the voting rights act of 1965, there's been total equality in voting, black Americans in this country have record turnout in the last three elections. In fact, they say, and some political pollsters have said they're overrepresented in terms of their voting demographic and block, but yet somehow they're being suppressed. But anyone who questions the election, I got to say this part of it too, you know, you're you're either an insurrectionist or you're a hoaxer, you're a denier, you're a conspiracy nut. Um, you're threatening democracy just by saying that there was fraud or you don't accept the election results. Meanwhile, Democrats all they did in 2016 was not accept the results. They never accepted it in the year 2000 with Bush v. Gore. And 20, 2004, they didn't accept it. So for them to say that is, is extremely telling. It's absolutely hypocritical and disingenuous of these people. Stacey Abrams still says she won, she's the governor of, of Georgia. In fact, even at the 2020 convention, a number of prominent Democrats giving speeches says, to the real governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, yay! She lost by 50,000 votes to Brian Kemp, but it doesn't matter. They can question things whenever they want, especially look at the whole Russia Gate. I mean, for four years, we are drummed in this thing. Russia, 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 Russia. You know, Trump colluded with Russia. Trump, you know, if it weren't for the Russians, Hillary would be in the White House. It was all bogus. They set up the special prosecutor, Mueller, and his gang of deputies, and oh my goodness, that turned out to be a total farce, a boondoggle. There was nothing there with collusion. No evidence of it. Even they concluded that in the end, which, you know, they wasted all this taxpayer money, like two, or two or and a half years, whatever it was, and then finally come out, oh, we didn't find nothing. We just created a lot of smoke, but no fire. But Democrats believe in all this. But see, when they win, you are never to question it. They are legitimate. Everything else isn't. It's just their truth. Otherwise, you need to be canceled. You need to be squashed. You need to be denied. You need to be suppressed. You need to be silenced. You need to be banned from from social media platforms. It's their truth, and that's it. Talk about dictatorial. I mean, it's it's amazing, these folks. But yet they get away with it because they're— Low information voters, most of which on the left, they don't know any better, so they're just like, yeah, yeah. They're like a bunch of seals, ar, 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 and believe in them. You know, they just so basically the the voting rights legislation. They're using this as a kickoff for this. January sixth, you want you want another word? January sixth? Give Democrats total power, so we can abuse it. We can railroad. You know, we can have a permanent, never ending majority by rigging the elections every single time. That's what we're going to do. And they capped off the day with a candlelight vigil. <gasps> January 6th. Phony baloney, plastic banana, good time rock and roll. That's what I call that. They never once mourned over David Dorn, the officer who was killed in Missouri. They never once mourned over all these other officers and people that were harmed or killed during the riots after George Floyd was killed. No. But when it affects their livelihood, these sanctimonious, sheltered politicians don't know what they're talking about. It is absolutely shameless of them. It is disingenuous. Don't believe it for a second that these people care about cops or care about any of us. They don't. It is all about power and annexing it as much as possible. I guarantee this will be the campaign issue over the next 10 months. Now until election day. These folks are going to use January 6th, that if you elect Republicans, you'll have another January 6th, <laughs> No, and Trump will come back. And this is also, you know, to make sure Trump never runs again, you know, January 6th committee. That's all there's to it, folks. That's all you need to know. My January 6th take is ignore it and pray that it goes away as soon as possible. Because this is nothing but bloviated, fake, phony, faux outrage by these people. And I'm sick of it. I wish it would just end. Enough already. All right. We, I have given you my take on January 6th and all the little tentacles that I could think of in regards to it. I'm sure I left something on the cutting room floor, but that's okay. You'll see me again soon enough. Or you'll hear from me, I should say. It'd be nice to see me, wouldn't it? Anyway, this is Paul Agabine signing off on Let's Talk. We have spoken about politics and so much more.